I know it sounds really stupid, but I show them maps okay. and I say, this is Africa and it has, <laughs> <laughs> and it has 54 countries. This is the Caribbean. <laughs> I've got it here. This is the Caribbean and it's got maybe 26, 24 islands or something like that. And then you say, these people came here in the 80s and these people are still coming here. Mm. The languages that they speak in the African continent varies from Arabic to Portuguese mm. to many dialects <laughs> like mm. Nigerian tribes so in order to reach these people is not the same as these people who've been here for decades yeah. and decades and grandparents were born here yeah. they you can reach them through anything else mm. <laughs> but these maybe you need and th- then it kind of dawns on them that black is not a person who just has <laughs> has kind of I don't know cloned itself a billion times Salams, peace and hello. You're listening to another episode of Breaking Binaries. I'm your host, Sahima Manzal Khan. I go by The Brown Hijabi online and I'm a writer, spoken word poet and educator. As a society, we're obsessed with explaining our world through the use of straightforward opposing categories. So good or bad, moderate or radical, pretty or ugly, victim or villain, the list goes on. All these sets of binaries that we use to explain our world tend to be quite superficial and hide the real complexities, politics and nuances of how we've been encouraged to think. So every episode, I'll be sitting down with a different friend to break a binary and see how doing so helps us think more critically and widely about ourselves, our world and therefore how to transform it. This episode, I'm joined by my friend Safana Manajad. She's a really good friend of mine and we have a lot of conversations, a lot about topics to do with race. Um, She works in the media, um, she researches and understands ethnic minorities in the UK. So she spends a lot of time on the census and we find this a really interesting topic. But you may also know her from Project Ribcage. Um, Project Ribcage is a video series where uh, Safana interviews Muslim women. This week, we basically explored the binary of black and white. That may sound quite controversial, so listen in to our conversation because it was actually very revealing. So this week I'm joined by Safana Manajad, uh, who is a really good friend of mine. I'm a huge fan. She's also the founder of co-founder of Project Ribcage, um, which you should check out and has its own podcast. Um, and yeah, just someone who I, I love and, and inspired by a lot. So Safana, you work in media, correct? Mm-hmm. I do. Um, Asalaamu Alaikum. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, Alaikum Asalaam. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> no worries. I, I never say hi to anyone. That's what I realized. <laughs> I just introduced them. Um, so you work particularly in research within the media. I spend a lot of my time researching in my media role. That's okay. true. Yeah. And looking at ethnic minorities. That's my job specification. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. And so you've spent a lot of time talking to me about the census, mm-hmm. the UK census. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds dry, sounds boring, <laughs> but you have quite a controversial hot take on the census, mm-hmm. which is that it's kind of fake news. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, like, I think we're learning that about most things that um, only a very specific amount of people have a say in. Mm. I think we're learning that the people who uh, maybe initiated it, maybe initiated it in a way that not many of us on the ground Mm. if you want to say would have because it's not a very natural way to look at anything but I yeah it's not a very natural way yeah which is what kind of the the census does it tells Mm. you about the place that you're living in but I think if you have a specific lens of what how you're living and what you're living in Mm. then you want to kind of project that okay and the numbers really are a almost like an object I hate the word objective a lot of the times but it is a it is a it's very telling 
okay. is what I want to say. The data is very telling. The way it's done is quite telling. No, that makes sense because specifically when you're looking, I mean, you look at ethnic minorities and you're looking at race and you're looking at the breakdown of racial categories. So this week, actually, the, the binary that we're looking at is black and white, mm. which is quite an iconic binary. Um, <laughs> and I think one that often just goes unquestioned. Because yes. why would you question that? Um, yes. Obviously, black and white is, is, is an inverse, is a binary, is an opposite. Yeah. Um, but we're going to be looking at specifically in terms of race um, and not like just from a, I think what, what I'm excited about is that it's not just from necessarily like a sociological point of view because I think mm. we talk a lot about how race is constructed and we talk about mm. um, you know like his, history and colonisation but I think looking at it through the lens of the census data and kind of I think what what's going to be interesting to talk about is how by its own logic mm. this this kind of categorization of race doesn't work so maybe to start with you can just explain to us a little bit um Kind of, I guess why we're we talking about black and white, and but mm. maybe through the lens of like what what are these categories that you work with day to day on the census? Like, what do you look at? Mm. Big questions. So <laughs> I'll start. I'll start with the last question. So every day, what I look at changes depending on what people want out of their media campaign. So um, that means that I spend a lot of my time doing a variety of things. But the um, so the combination of the things that I do, <laughs> it, it differs. But the recipe is the same. My job is to understand who lives in the UK, who does not define themselves as quote unquote white British. Mm. Um, who are they, when they came here, how they came here, what languages they speak, um, based on when they came here, what generation are they? What does that mean in terms of their geography here in the UK? What does that mean in terms of the languages they speak? Do they still speak that language based mm. on when they came? Um, do they live in Tynic? Everything you could want to know <laughs> <Okay>. about, <laughs> which sounds very suspect, I know, and if you, <laughs> but that's, <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, that's my interest as well. Like okay. I love that data is a very good way to quantify. So you're um, kind of mapping like these entire populations. A hundred percent. So with, <laughs> so by doing that or by understanding how, because basically I can only go off the data that already exists, right? right? So I'm not going out and personally firsthand going, ooh, one right. um, African-American household right. or however we By want the way, the census it. is only done every 10 years, right? It's done every 10 years, and yes. And the last and one is 2011? 2011. The next right. one's 2021. So you're working with data as well from... From 2011. What, like, so eight years ago? Yeah. So basically what happens is they do some kind of updates occasionally um, for some categories. So mm. sometimes to do with population, sometimes to do with how they define race and things like that. So there's some more up-to-date things that they update maybe on a monthly basis mm -hmm. um but a lot of the times yeah it's um kind of the most robust is right. the way that you would say it um and to this day the most accurate representation of who lives in the okay. uk is the census okay and so, so visually yeah so the way the census defines it is um very next is, <laughs> is i think the formal way of saying, saying it. it yeah, it yeah. Right. um it, uh, yeah to the layman if i want to explain no honestly it's very very next um and it took me i think a while to really get to grips with how next it is okay and the implication that has had on literally everything because as i say the census is very readily understood as of course this is the most yes, robust fact. way of understanding yeah, yeah, yeah. fact it's gospel yeah, yeah. like you've spent years and years accumulating this yeah. why would i question it yeah. um so a huge part of what i do like i say is understand 
in terms of race and ethnicity mm. who lives here but because I can only go off of what they give me sometimes I have questions that they can't answer because they look at people in black and white okay so give us an example or what do you mean so for example <laughs> they have a category that is black which is <laughs> mind-blowing in terms of <laughs> understanding anything so i so maybe just to do it in contrast yeah. if we look at the south asian or asian yeah, so actually, uh, do, you, do you know the categories sort off of by heart yeah, yeah only because i've been doing this for a while <laughs> Could you just, yeah. yeah so if i'm gonna if i'm answering my census data now yeah what options do i have you have to choose from white british mm-hmm. sometimes irish slash gypsy mm-hmm. white other okay <laughs> and then if you're not white you can be asian okay so if you're asian what comes underneath the asian category is is Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi. Okay. Sometimes they have Chinese. Okay. Or other Asian. Wow. And if you're not any of these, then you can be black. That's it. And in black, no, in black, you can be black African. (laughs) Okay. And if you're not black African, you can be black Caribbean. Fantastic. Uh, Otherwise, you're black other. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Which is a hilarious concept. And then the other thing is you can be mixed. Okay, no, no. So so sometimes they'll have mixed white Asian. Sometimes they'll have mixed white slash black oh god okay. and then they'll have mixed other a new one that they brought in i think in one of the last ones is arab oh what as a separate category as a separate category so it exists as arab or other which okay, okay so just from a data perspective Oof, yeah. um you've got there asia which is a continent <laughs> Right, a huge continent. You've got a huge continent. And then you've kind of burrowed down to three of the countries in Asia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've gone, if you're not one of these, then you're just from somewhere else in Asia. Otherwise, China, maybe sometimes China is given there. (laughs) Is there an option to like fill in your own? No, not really. Because it's quite, again, it's quite a... I mean, I, I think there might be right, in some others, that, but it's not yeah. here. So and also, nationalities. Well, yeah, this isn't kind of, really a nationality. What's the question? Do they ask you what is your race? What is your ethnicity? What is your ethnicity? Okay. Well, wow. How would you define your ethnicity? <laughs> that is actually wild. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I think the thing I want to say is is that I tried to find old censuses, mm. <laughs> sensei, mm. um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and this categorization of like, um, most of these were, I mean, because they're quite archaic, black yeah. other. What yeah. does that mean? That's I not a continent or a country. You've already specified, yeah. I mean, you can specify if you're Pakistani, mm. but if, you're, if you've got a little bit more melanin, you're just black other if yeah. you're not from Africa, which is yeah. a continent. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, or from any of the islands in the Caribbean. Mm. Like, it's wild. Um, also like, because the whole thing yeah. in the US where Arabs are white. White, yeah. And but that's I think this is another really interesting, because I think when I say to people like this, because, you know, maybe the hottest take of all that I sometimes am heard saying is in the UK, there's no real such thing as black. Hot take. Yeah, which yeah, which I think is the most controversial thing. Is black. Okay. There's no real, because I, I and the, the reason I say this is because I know a lot of people define themselves as black because there's a black experience. But mm-hmm. what I say to other people when, if you are not black, mm. define a black person, because mm. you define, because, and this kind of becomes interesting if, um, if I kind of talk about it more of a, on a granular level. So I'm half Syrian, half Sudanese. Mm-hmm. I do not present as black no. but two of my five siblings very much do yeah so we've had the same life we speak the same language right yeah. we brought up in the same household same socioeconomic same postcode same mother same father right. same understanding of culture mm. 
but on the census they must define themselves as black and they have to say outside that they are black but i would not present but this is the thing because they present as black like they do get stopped and searched by police so so then it becomes a thing of who is who is right black but then i think the thing that really gripes me is that we've we've kind of taken it as a given that if you're black you're part of a community but really and I think this is where I get quite uncomfortable is <laughs> not uncomfortable but I think I want people to get uncomfortable when they mm. what they mean by black is you are oppressed the same flavor 100%. you have the same you flavor of oppression anti-black racism. that's literally what, what it is yeah, and I can't right. claim being that unified by the experience of racism yeah because yeah. again it's this that thing of like okay if you're in the and again this is very much UK centric yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I know that a lot of our understanding of like like um, feminism and talking about race and culture is trickled down from the US. Mm-hmm, and that's yeah. something I very much appreciate. Like black feminists in the US have done so much for yeah. the discussion on race and culture and things like that. Mm. But th- the the difference in experience in mm. the UK it is yeah it, well, we've got a, a whole different history yeah it's it well, because the connected. roots are quite it's connected yeah. but because the roots are so different and who is in the uk is very different as mm. to who is in the us mm. it i think that's where it becomes quite confusing yeah. like you you are made to be like i am black yeah but what does that mean because yeah. you could be from any of the yeah. countries in the world yeah and we know <laughs> even just like on anecdotal level, i remember at school like this if you could if you were to categorize black african black caribbean yeah like those two groups yeah. would distinguish they they would distinguish yes like, <laughs> there's so many distinctions 100%. within amongst between yeah. across yeah um, within countries there's distinctions because the countries are not really countries they're just borders that were drawn by someone else yeah. so it's yeah so i think it's it becomes quite painful to look at it mm. in that way then because i spend a lot of my so so for example let's say i've got someone who wants to look at people who speak spanish or someone uh who is like who, where do i aim my portuguese um uh information like mm. that's the media campaign and then i have to say um these countries in africa speak french spanish and mm. portuguese um and there's no way to identify anything like that because black is black right in the sense of black is just black and which like, yeah and the wildest one is just black other which yeah. what is, who, <laughs> which what? is yeah i don't know but that for and me is the, most what, telling. What's the difference between in the mixed category mixed black yeah and black other like yeah so this is this is the thing and it becomes really painful that they think because when you look at it really what you get out of that census is you can identify people who are white british while the only white people can be british but we'll sidetrack that apparently i'm usually overlooked oh i'm not white british i must be white other but no one else has the british no matter where you're born not at all but then so to me this thing's really like you know this is a really interesting like kind of almost quote-unquote scientific yes a hundred percent of the fact that Britain can't define itself beyond whiteness Not which is why all. I always say and I always quote this one um, 2016 Louise Casey report into mm. quote unquote social integration and in the report she says in areas where there are higher concentrations of ethnic minorities mm. people will be less likely to develop British values yep. and she doesn't say that in areas where there are higher concentrations of white people mm. you'll be more likely mm. but it's implied right mm, and course. so the implication is that 
if you're white, you're born inherently 100%. with Britishness in 100%. you. And if you're not, you need to learn it. And if you need to learn it, you're always going to be suspected of not really having it. Yeah. And you're going to have to prove it. And you have to prove it. And you're going to have to prove it. If you don't, you could be deported, extradited, imprisoned, detained, kicked yeah. out, whatever. Like, there's always that, that you're always going to be precarious, your belonging. Yeah. And, and I just think it's so interesting that in the census itself, yeah. what you're saying is you are made to identify that yourself. Was verified. Like, it's you so beautifully verified. It's, I want to explain just how well it Please. is verified because basically, I, so for example, if you're Caribbean mm-hmm. in the UK, chances are either your grandparents or great grandparents came here, mm-hmm. which means that at this point you are third or fourth generation. Okay. You are Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how un-Caribbean you've yep. become, no matter that how is. many white things or white quote, unquote, ancestors yeah. are inside you now well, due to okay. your white otherness or white mm-hmm. Britishness, mm-hmm. you must always define yourself right. as the thing that is other. Right. Like there isn't a, do you know what I'm saying? No, you you are white when mixed. They, when your grandparents or whoever came. Yeah. They didn't. They came as British Commonwealth citizens. A million so percent. So was there a category? Yeah, that said and that not Caribbean all of them were from British? the Caribbean, by the way. Twenty percent of them were from Africa, on that, on all of the things. So as much documented, loads of um, research has been. Yeah, loads of them have actually been from African countries. Of, who, of what? Sorry. So the people who came with the Windrush. Oh, okay. so it's sorry, not sorry, all Caribbean people. The Black Caribbean. I was like, I don't know what that means. No. So there are <laughs> okay. some black. So some black people um, were from the Caribbean and the, the whole when they came over. What? 20%. Okay. Uh, on the, it was an 80 20. Yeah, you, it was an 80 20 split. Just FYI. No, good FYI. So, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just Caribbean. Okay. Um, yeah. Which has already uh, historically confused the data. Yeah, I feel, but again, I just feel like that's that effort to kind of homogenize, like you, without yeah. understanding why you're being homogenized. It would be interesting to know, though, what the census, if there were race questions in like 1961, 71, black and what and they white. looked like. Black so and white. Just black and white. So this is that's where political have, yes, blackness exactly, comes exactly. in. So before the 1991 census, there wasn't that definition of like black, blah, 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 and a South Asian, da, da, da. So it was, you. yeah, so that's yeah. where the notion of kind of political blackness yeah. comes in. Because because a lot of the um, uh, like efforts to get racial equality yes. wasn't just fought by the Caribbeans yeah. who came yeah, with yeah, the Windrush. Yeah. They fought arm yeah. in arm with the yeah. South Asians who yeah, were yeah. here. And I remember my mum, um, like she would always say that, that like, in fact, there was a nursery rhyme, not a nurse, okay, not a nursery Wow. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> like a racist North sounds rough. <laughs> yeah, man, in Bedford. And they would sing this song and it would go, I'm going to sing this little rendition for you. I'll go, black is the colour, packy is the name. So amazing. Already- Wild, wild yeah, there. but that's like, what it was. If you're not white, black. you're black. Exactly, exactly. That's the whole the rhythm, rhythm and rhyme, or a reason. Yeah. I don't know. So then, English at what stage idiom. does that change? Do you know? 1991 that's is when it came in. Okay. So that categorization is younger than my older sister. So old, yeah. But do all of those? So does, is that when Asian and mixed and other all come so in? So as far as I can tell, okay. based on my yeah. understanding of the censuses, sensei, mm. <laughs> is that came in that's after 1991. Before that, you you were other things. So also just again from a numbers perspective, oh, and again gosh. this is all just trying to understand if you are writing this down, mm-hmm. like it, it just put yourself in the mind of someone who's gone white British, if not than just white other like (laughs) just put yourself in that kind of um like mental state and then you kind of start to understand why it's mad that you would then Mm. go um what is in asia pakistan okay (laughs) india bangladesh there's also china otherwise who knows right yeah but But, that does rely a very certain um colonial history of like British colonial oh, history oh a Why million your percent Asia, your Asia isn't you know, a million Pakistan, percent India for, for no reason a million um, percent and that's that whole thing of in America you know Asian means like East Asian yes which again I mean East Asian means so many things yeah um, huge but it does it makes you ask about these categorizations because I think what's interesting is 
that binary on the surface like white and black the fact that that actually was the only but like mm. that those were the two categories for mm. so long mm. but then also even when you add in these like consonants and concepts mm. like other mm. still you even the way that black and white is constructed is so different because uh, it's not like it says white european no. white russian not white do you know what i mean just so, white so what is white then in that context it's just not black. To black it's literally right. just not black so i think the thing that you the, so again just from a and I, I don't want to be that person, but from a data perspective, according to my calculations, <laughs> from a data perspective, one of the only things you understand from the census is where the white British people are. Yeah. You understand where Pakistanis, Indians, Chinese people, and Bangladeshis live. Hmm. And you understand where black people live. <laughs> That's what you so understand. Actually, you you have black question, people then? down to a postcode. And so for some reason... Arab just thrown in there. If you speak Arabic, which is also mm, not a continent, confusing. not a yeah. region, not a not an anything. It's not a mentality. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a course you take at uni. So I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand what's happened there. They've just gone Arabism. Yeah, also, what would you take? Because you got all sorts going on. Wild. It's just other. We, me and other. my family always debate this. Like okay. some people, but I have every right to take white British. I've got a British passport. Yeah. And I could be white you if they want. White. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm only BAME due to my headscarf some days like it right. doesn't mean anything no but BAME is yeah I mean I don't know if you want to have the discussion about BAME for a second I don't know I don't know who <laughs> has it. Um, my gripe with BAME is never ending but I, I honestly have a feeling it will be one of those words that we go that's embarrassing that's yeah. really embarrassing yeah. that's in all of our scripts that's yeah. genuinely an embarrassing thing that yeah. that was written in like fundraising but, again, you're right. but, that, but then actually that, that is another good indication of what you're saying that white is just not BAME because oh, yeah. and BAME is just everything that's not white Yeah, but I do find that really interesting in the sense of like particularly when it comes to this question of like Eastern Europeans mm. and the kind of and Irish and mm -hmm. we know historically mm -hmm. that Irish were racialized mm -hmm. in the way that we think black people are now racialized <laughs> and were and like, mm -hmm. like colonized definitely so what's going on there like that's so confusing yeah and you have to define that you're not that like no matter again no matter how many generations you've been here you are Irish mm that's mm, do you yeah, know what there's yeah, no yeah, point yeah, at yeah. which you say oh i'm black I'm british white, because yeah. i was born here right. my mother was born here my grandmother was born here yeah. at no point do you get to claim that britishness yeah. as far as they are concerned yeah. so again it's just that thing of whoever wrote that yeah. very much thought that yeah. if you are here you are south asian mm. if mm. you are mm. here you are black caribbean mm. you are not british yeah, because if off. you are british you're white british yeah. and then no one else no, gets that suffix I nobody think, I think that is so important because that underpins all these conversations around integration cohesion yeah. whatever because if you if you create the impossibility yeah of people being British yeah. by virtue of race, then yeah. you can't claim that they're not integrating, they're not learning British yeah. values. Yeah, and um, also this is just, again, uh, just two things I would like to say. The reason this is so, so pertinent, I feel, is because guaranteed, even if you haven't filled out the census and your mother filled it out in 2011 or whatever, mm -hmm. because the census is taken as verbatim, this is the bar of accuracy, mm -hmm. I'm guaranteed you filled that form out somewhere else because that trickles down to other people. So if you filled out an NHS form, if you filled out a university mm. form, if you filled out any other form, even if you haven't yeah. filled out the census because a hospital would just take it on. Yeah. Or if the, if the Office of National Statistics thinks it's a fantastic way to group people, then yeah. I'm just going to adopt it. Yeah. Schools adopt it. Yeah. Things ad things adopt it so far beyond that, that people are just like, I'm I'm black. Like that means something. Yeah. Like it, yeah, so it, I, what does it mean? Can you give us some examples of how, because you've told me in the past, like some wild problems this has thrown up when it's been like, can you target this advert at X community? And you've gone, no. 
like, like, you know, can you put this on black TV channel? Yeah. <laughs> so, so the thing is about this whole <laughs> people thing. So yeah, just one wild question I really want to throw in is oh, throw someone in. asked me, <laughs> and I think this really encapsulates the way people, the, yeah, the, the question shocked me. I'm, I think I'm better, I have better composure now, but the question really shocked me when I heard it. And it was really telling of how people thought the black quote unquote community is. Okay. She said, who do black people listen to? <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. And the thing I knew, I, this is the thing that sounds a little crazy, but I know in my heart she wanted me to say Stormzy. Oh, like wow. I know it. I just know it. Yeah. I, I know she wanted me to be like, listen, you just get Stormzy. They'll all turn and listen. Wow. But, um, so... Oh, that's actually a wild question. Oh, huge. And I I just looked at her and I was like, when will you realise how insane this is? Like, what do you... What do you mean? Um, But anyways, so uh, again, just the data perspective, when people are like, oh, we want to reach um, the black community Mm. in the UK, you have to first of all explain to them like, okay, so in terms of uh, like media consumption, lifestyle habit or anything like that. So 50% of the people who define themselves as black, according to what we know, um, were born in the UK. Mm -hmm. Most of those are... um, uh, what's the word? Offspring of the um, <laughs> I don't know the Caribbean Children? community, okay. <laughs> and then most people who've come recently are from the African community. Okay. So um, there's this whole phase that um, I think in Black History Studies in the UK it's called the Africanization of the UK, and that's still going on. Where the majority of the Black community used to be the Caribbean community, mm. but now it's very much overtaken by the oh, African really? community. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so it's what, fifty-fifty. Oh no, much more now. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it used to be predominantly Caribbean, yeah, as you can yeah, imagine, yeah. Windrush 8020. Yeah. Um, and there were obviously black people here before that. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's changed now to what is now being called the Africanization. I actually believe there might be even more Nigerian people okay. than there are of uh, yeah most of the wow. most of the islands in the Caribbean at this point mm-hmm. but again that's how people define themselves. Right, right, so right. you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Really. Um, because you can't be white British yeah, 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 <laughs> so you yeah. have to be black other yeah. so we assume that if you're black other it's, it's because you've been here generations enough mm, that you've yeah. you've that's really interesting. I don't know, uh, married into a different, or you, I don't know that's how messy, to, yeah. do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Really messy, but it's yeah. only because someone insisted on pointing out mm. that, mm. that you go, I don't know how to define. So it yeah. gets really fuzzy if you go. Yeah. So if yeah, also you can't be mixed within black. This is what it is. You know, yeah. You can't be mixed you're black after, white. Which is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can only, this is how you're mixed. Yeah. You couldn't be like Spanish you can be and mixed German. Other, but that's if you're it. Spanish and German black. I mean, whoa. This is the thing. So you? if you're black from France, yeah. what happens? <laughs> I have no idea. You are, you're, you're, are you just black other? Which is why black other is such a ludicrous yeah. thing. Anything about culture, Not at language, all. The yeah. language, the, yeah, which, sorry, brings me back. When someone says, <laughs> we want to talk about, we want to talk to the black community, I have to, first of all, sever that. Um, and actually what I end up doing is showing them, I know it sounds really stupid, but I show them maps Okay. And I say this is Africa, and it has, <laughs> and it has fifty-four countries. This is the Caribbean. Me? I've got it here. This is the Caribbean, and it's got maybe twenty-six, twenty-four islands, or something like that. And then you say these people came here in the eighties, and these people are still coming here. Mm. The languages that they speak in the African continent varies from Arabic to Portuguese mm. to many dialects, <laughs> like mm. Nigerian tribes. So in order to reach these people is not the same as these people who've been here for decades and decades and grandparents were born here they you can reach them through 
anything else Mm -hmm. (laughs) but these maybe you need and then it kind of dawns on them that black is not a person who just has (laughs) has kind of i don't know cloned itself a billion Mm -hmm. times do you know what i'm saying 100 100 but i i think that's the impression that people have and where i think becomes quite dangerous is when we adopt that understanding Mm. where we go yeah this is without pretext of what i mean is is i'm oppressed the same flavor as my Mm. black like friend yeah that's what you mean when you say that because yeah. I mean, I it's, think it's difficult because I think there's two. I know there's two. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's much more than I know, but there's like a couple of angles on that, which is like, yeah, because I know there's also people who would be like, well, actually, we've created black mm. culture. You 100%. know, we've created, 100%. Um, you know, community based on on that, and so it's not just the negative. You know, it's not just the yeah. uh, the shared experience of oppression. I agree. Um, and yeah i know like a lot of scholars have, d- have done work around that and yeah. like what black british identity is a specific yes. thing and yes. actually if we talked about that i think that yes. would be really yeah that would be really specific community experience. is never not beneficial i think this is the biggest <laughs> thing community and community efforts is never not beneficial but i think the thing to really point out and what i really love about lots of the efforts that have been done in like the um the black history space mm. is they've really focused on the education of your roots and they've gone your roots are what make you who you are your journey here is what made you like what will inform your future Mm. and that's a very important thing because i Mm. think once you go oh this is where i'm from this is what i've come from and you appreciate the differences between that you can't help but appreciate the difference between that and someone who has a completely different Mm. root system or whatever that has resulted you in being the same classroom or whatever You find similarities in your experience now, yeah. but the differences that you know that you experienced in the past yeah. can only inform you of how to kind of like move. I know that sounds a bit wishy-washy, no, but what I'm saying no, is history is matters. It like, really, really, <laughs> it, matters. it matters. But I, I never want it to be like I don't know. I don't know what the ideal scenario is, but I think it's just a huge education piece of just like black is not a homogenous thing. Yes, yeah. You can't say black unless you pretext it with what I mean when I say this is same flavor of oppression. Like plot mm. twist. The only reason you're the same. Who's using it right because it's like yeah. when the police are like oh black man da, 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 and they're like oh we stopped you because we're looking for a black man like yeah. that's that has a very different meaning to somebody who is black using it in a way that they might what do you know what i mean and also i think yeah i don't know i think this because th- this then becomes that whole <clears throat> the way that like politics of representation yeah co-opts those same binaries yes. black white and bame yes. and asian and whatever and so you get well i think i think also what happens is that in a way, the I suppose like the anti-blackness of BAME, <laughs> by which I mean <laughs> with that hot take, yeah. people who would be like, oh, you know, um, Sajid Javid is the first BME um, mm. uh, Home Secretary, right? Mm. And what, like, okay, first off, crazy, like mm. why are we celebrating, you know, mm, uh, mm, personal mm, color mm. wielding violence? But also <laughs> he's Asian mm. or he has Asian heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, and to say to to, to kind of homogenize everything that is not white Precisely. in that one car- category Precisely. becomes also this way of just kind of erasing like the most marginalized in that category. I think. Yeah, but that's that's um, 
that's something that is very well documented. That mm. strategy and the yes. entire BAME thing, the the way people leverage it is the same thing as a um, multi-billion dollar company saying, actually, we've got this many BAME yes. employees, so we've hit the quota. Yes. What they actually mean is we've got this many, for example, in the UK, yeah. a lot of the times what they mean, this is no shade on the community, it just depends on geography and time, this many Indian mm-hmm. middle class people mm-hmm. who've whose parents have been here long mm. enough have owned a business statistically mm. owned a business long enough to put them through the right schools yeah. the right whatever rub shoulders yeah. with the right people to come and be yeah. in this business and we've allowed nobody else yeah. of colour because no, no, no you know what shade on the community actually because well no this is survival no no no, no, no I don't is, think but, no it is but I'll tell you what go on the, no because what I mean you can say it's survival and you can say that but the, the truth is to, to get into those positions yeah as uh, an Asian like historic like the, the fact of the fact is, mm. <laughs> okay, here's the facts. Well, <laughs> Thank you. I no. love facts, you know this. No, because the, the whole premise of why, I think what has happened is for Asians to become assimilable, assimilable, mm. assimilable, assimilable, palatable, you know, get into those positions, mm. it has relied on anti-blackness, right? To go, we are more, and I'm not saying that it's necessarily always been explicit, but to you essentially dis- to make to prove your closeness to whiteness you also have to prove your distance from blackness right because that binary is, exists in people's heads mm. so by proving you are more white you're proving you're more, more palatable so as you just said you go to the good schools which mm. are the good schools the ones with more white people in them you go to the right you know you, you you mingle with the right peers you go to the right drinks receptions whatever and and to me that is that distancing from blackness and that kind of that playing into a system that does disadvantage you if you are black you benefit from that system directly. And so actually I think shade on the community. <laughs> like I do and I agree with right. you, yeah, survival and whatever. But also by staying quiet about anti blackness, about yeah. by staying quiet yeah. about race, by not Silence being up, is deadly to be yeah, fair. then you're then you are benefiting from the oppression of black people that is the, the oppression within that BAME category itself. Potentially. I mean, I can't because I don't know the intentions. I think it's really tough. Yeah, but I, te- recent, we know the recent I, structural violence. Yeah, doesn't, I th- doesn't yeah, about and I think the thing we know is probably the best people that we know are those who've lifted as they've risen. Right. So, uh, so it is maybe there is kind of that side effect of like I would have thought there would be more, but we can't ignore the fact that anti-blackness in South Asia and yeah. Arab countries goes hand in hand. Like it's a more perfect marriage than almost <laughs> whiteness and anti-blackness. No, if I'm gonna yeah. be, no. if we're gonna be frank yeah. about it, like yeah. let's be frank. So I'm not. I don't know how conscious it is and I don't know how much it is assimilating to whiteness other than it's just anti-blackness in that yeah. community straight up. If, yeah. if I want to be frank, no, like no, yeah. everything I've known about those communities, they've been more harsh to, to black people yeah, than people, anything yeah, yeah, I've ever that. seen in my life. So, um, but yeah, I think it doesn't take away from de- definitely, definitely that BAME curtain is right. got a lot of crap hidden behind it yeah. and the people who are using it are leveraging the crap out of it. Yeah. Like, oh, we've got this many BAME people. You you definitely mean something else. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like you're, yeah. yeah, I don't know. And even, yeah. and, but then even like, forget BAME for a second and we just go back to the, the census categorizations. Yeah. You know, even to be... <laughs> <laughs> but even to say like um you know like oh yes we have this black person in our whatever like mm. already as you said because that's such a blanket statement now yeah, you, you're not you're like who what do, and, and you're not but i think that yeah that does so many disservices because also within i think also that there's a because there's a gendered element here as well which is yeah. that, you know what happens to we don't look at any other axis yeah that people like yeah. fall in or other other marginalizations yes which okay so um big inspiration I think of both of us is Audre Lorde mm-hmm. so um, and then her whole thing of um, I've re- actually wrote it down so when she talked about um, 
like feminism mm -hmm. and now how we see intersectional feminism i think is I don't know why we don't just apply it to absolutely everything. I just, I'm, I'm so baffled. Like she's hacked it. She's just What's gone. When she says there's no such thing as a single issue. Yeah, like you can't. So like women, different race, sexuality, class and age, like absence of these considerations weakens any feminist discussion of personal and political. Like it, it's true. You need to address it. But this is, I think this is where it becomes like you can't, the the tools that they gave you by which to define yourselves exactly, are never going to be the tools you find freedom 100%. with so you need to define your own tools whether that's looking at your history whether that's mm. understanding your ancestry whether that's whatever mm. at the end of the day you will be oppressed the same flavor but i th you will until the right fighting is done in mm. the right like places yeah. but you need to figure out the tools yeah. to fight this case because I'm telling you it's not we are black yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's not that yeah. it cannot be that because that's the way they've chosen to oppress yeah. you well exactly and I think but I think that's such a good point that it's about you know on who on whose terms are yeah. we still defining ourselves and on our yeah. struggles and our resistance because 100%. I know that some of the argument of like um, for example the black students movement which is still called that right mm -hmm. but it encompasses just any non-white students yeah their whole thing was that actually the success of anti-racist movements in the 70s and 80s um, was that actually you didn't divide yes. the oppressed. You just said, well, actually, we're all experiencing the violence of white supremacy. Yeah. And so, and, it, and I think, and I think there is definitely something to that. And I think that this increasingly split identity politics, which is very like, uh, you have this section, yeah, this section, yeah. is actually a deterrent to us in many ways and undermines. I don't know because sometimes, especially when it becomes so like cyclic in the yes. conversations that we have but saying that hard. I do think that has to be balanced as well because I think <laughs> that you know at the end of the day uh, yeah it comes back to that same thing you know Cambridge University say oh we've done fantastic with our BME students this year and they've not had a single black student mm. then whose mm. you know whose success is celebrated so yeah I think there has to be a balance but I think definitely these th and that's why I think I think it's um I think it's Stuart Hall he, he has this brilliant um kind of just this piece about like um if we kind of about how radical it would be for the category and, and why he thinks the state would be so resistant to the categories of black and British. He's like, when you say and in there, mm. you already, he was like, that just reflects a, a grassroots understanding mm. of identity that already exists. That is like, yeah, of course we're black. Yeah, of course we're British or, you know, uh, Pakistani and British or Asian and British, whatever you want it to be. But he's like, the fact is when you say that you already kind of undermine the sanctity of Britishness and you say well, Britishness is just this pie that anyone can have a bit of and you can bring in your own flavour you have whatever you want with it, do you know what I mean um, but I kind of think maybe there's something to that as well in that sense of imagining ourselves on our own terms and just being like, do you know what like, it, we don't always have to define ourselves from by where we're from by these racial categories, because even like the whole thing of like, learn your history mm. of course I completely agree with that but I think that we still learn it on such, on, on whose terms do we learn it? Yes. Right? Like we still yeah. learn it on terms 100%. of like, yeah. in, in fact, you know, we trace blackness back what to slavery, mostly uh, in okay. school. No, yeah. no, it's in a school, school in school, it. 100%. Like, oh, yeah. And uh, that was that was the origin of yeah. you. Yeah. And at the end of you is uh, like civil rights and now you're liberated, yeah. right? Well done. Yeah, and you're yeah. welcome actually. But then it's even like, if you, if you look at like South Asia, it's, uh, it's, it's even more confusing because you'll just have like, um, India, Pakistan, back. these are not yeah. categories that really applied to anybody's yeah. experiences. Th yeah, it, I think you know, the census is- regional they're yeah. very like yeah cool yeah um so yeah i think I, yeah but i think that's a really good question like how how can we begin to imagine our yeah and i think this okay ultimately what i think what i'm trying to say is the, the census is a very good roadmap of how they've chosen to oppress you 
I, I know that's very bleak because it's no, all that's... fantastic, but it is just but I think white. Of why if you're not binary existence, yeah. it doesn't have a proper function. Yeah. And I think you're answering Yeah. That. And I, I think it's very, um, I, w- I would advise people look at the census and really try to discern what those things mean. <laughs> like honestly and truly like sit with yourself and say, if I were a Greek person, where mm. would I go? <laughs> if I were half Iranian, half mm. uh, white British, mm. what do I tick? Mm. If I was fluent in Arabic, but happened to be black, mm. what happens then? Mm. Like try to, to understand it from a more human perspective. Mm. And I, th- I feel like the more I've done that, every time I've looked at it I've just gone this is a really wild roadmap of oppression because you go if you're not white British you're Irish and you know why you're Irish because we've chosen that you're Irish and you have to define yourself Mm. by your Irishness if you are Asian you are Pakistani Bangladeshi Indian you're welcome we did that Mm. otherwise you're Chinese (laughs) we'll get to you later otherwise you're South Asian and if you're not you're black and if you're black you're black African you're welcome what we did there you're black Caribbean yeah otherwise you're just black and you know what we're coming for you like it's really hard to not fill it in like that afterwards and then last last but definitely somehow now least is <laughs> arab which they've just put it which is the when most come about then 2011 i this listen i haven't seen it before that okay, is all okay, i'm saying okay, it okay, could okay. be there but i just okay, haven't okay. seen it or maybe there weren't yeah. that many yeah. and so there's always kind of this argument of like oh that's this is this is done because of the amount of people here yeah. if that were true we would have a nigerian segment by right, now exactly. so it, it it it's not really yeah. that pert. it was never that pertinent to have a bangladeshi section until <laughs> quite mm. recent so it doesn't it it but I it's think what you're, saying, what you're what you're outlining there is is really like the the function that defining us has in regulating us. Yes, because that's exactly what it is. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a method of social control. A million percent. And if you say to people, "This is what you are, and this is all you can be," it's also a way to decide. As you even just what you're talking about with the media, right? Like, yeah. Uh, advertising certain things towards like you just you get to control, define, regulate, yeah. and know who lives produce, there exactly. And I think the most. It, I want to say like insidious part of it mm. all is that we voluntarily ticket. Mm. This is the bit that that I think it's it's it becomes kind of that question of like they've gone, you know what, we won't do it. Mm. We'll let them decide. And you know what's funny as well is that most people all like there's this, like all this banter around it, isn't it? That everyone will be like, huh, I don't know which one to tick, but you still tick something. You still tick something. Right? So you actually you, you go identify that moment yeah, or that process a million percent. of it's saying, I see how this dehumanizes yeah. me and and, and, and forcibly yeah. regulates my body, my being, my existence yeah. into an experience that is not my own and yeah. is not of my own terms, but I will consent to it yeah. anyway. It's because, four minutes before the appointment. You don't right. have and time that's the, to... Also, that's the power of like bureaucracy and, and that is the power of the state, right? Because that form actually represents like rules and regulations and you feel you can't disobey that. Like you feel yeah. like to say none of the above. Yeah. It's like a radical act. Yeah, other. Right. right. Sometimes other, you're like, am I other? Like, what does that, what, you <laughs> know what I'm, othered. yeah, I, I've othered myself. Do I want to? And but, but part of me is just kind of like, maybe the Arabs were so actively ticking other because they don't want to associate with Asia that they got given their own one. And that's part of their like racism inside. That, that Do you know what I'm oh saying? And I know that from like a very personal interaction where they're like, I'm not Asian. Yeah. And I'm like, Technically, bro, you are. <laughs> but, but also, like, then yeah, then you'd be like, well, North African. Yeah, like, what's, it's what's yeah, and also they're not black African. Yeah, so yeah. there's a, you can only be black and African, which is another discussion. You can't be. Do you know what I'm saying? You yeah. can't be like white African, yeah, even yeah. though not everyone in Africa yeah. is black. Funnily, Asian African as well. Yeah, you, yeah, t- uh, yeah. So it's all. I th- I feel like the more you look at it, the more you talk about it, the more insane it mm. becomes that we it ever does, yeah. thought about. It does so just this. the more you've said. It, Actually, the more it just seems like a snapshot of 
sort of like British Empire at its peak yes. stopped. Yes. Because also I'm just thinking about stuff like, you know, uh, Kenyan Asians who now mm-hmm. live here. Mm-hmm. Like what what are they? Black mm-hmm. Asian African black black brown like <laughs> yeah the more you go what about this person yeah, what yeah, about yeah, that yeah, person yeah. where do they fit do you know in what's also me, striking me to me this is i think this is and i'm gonna link this in but i think <laughs> no i think this is relevant i think this is why muslims are so radical because the and i don't think they're in reality but i think i know but i think that the potential the theory the potential of the ummah mm, is amazing because it's that I think it answers that question earlier of how, what would it look like to define ourselves on our own terms, mm. right? And so, because I, I think we're in this real, really weird situation where, I guess, just to explain to anyone who doesn't know as well, the Ummah just be, being like the nation of Muslims, right? Mm. I guess the translation would be what, like Maybe. community, nation, yeah. something like that, but not not in the sense of like nation state, mm. in this, this thing that is above boundaries, yeah. is above state, and it's just relies on the fact that what you submit to the will of God, okay, me too. Yeah. So now we're part of this thing together. Yeah. But I think the reason that's also radical is that there's no, to, if you, if, what's interesting i guess is that muslim in this country has become racialized so it's associated with certain bodies with yes. certain identifiers and overwhelmingly like south asians yeah that's just due to numbers right but, yeah. but that's but, but as in like that's reflected in policy right 100%. so they'll be like yeah this is this is who muslims are yeah but then what is really radical i think and because it goes against that that thing to regulate us is if for us to say primarily we are muslim becomes this really radical act because yeah. it, it is this thing of like you're defying the the regulated boundaries of what you're supposed to be whilst at the same time they're trying to regulate what muslim is but i don't know i just wanted to throw that out there because i feel like i feel i've always felt like the ummah is a really a really cool that has potential to be really cool and really radical and disrupt those boundaries of the nation state yeah I think I mean yeah to be honest okay, yeah well the more you look into nation state again it's just that thing of like we're defining ourselves by boundaries anyways that someone else has drawn anyways right, right. so <laughs> do you know what I'm saying yeah. it's very recent yeah. phenomenon that there is a Nigeria right, so right, 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 it doesn't exactly. it's yeah it's it's kind of um it's again it's just that thing of the more you look into it the more it's a hot mess yeah. the more it really really is just a kind of person who who's maybe last minute job is like okay what do i know about people mm-hmm. africa asia yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. but it, black do you know like yeah. just throw that in like why yeah. is it important to know the skin tone mm. and i think again just one of those questions that i always throw out there is just like why is it important to have a black section but not a brown section mm-hmm. like you you won't ever see brown Asian, mm-hmm. but you see black Africans. <laughs> so true. Do you know what? And it yeah. doesn't make us uncomfortable. And you're like, why so doesn't, true. why doesn't it make you uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Address that in yourself. Yeah. Like, why are you so like, this is a black community. Why are you not like, this is the brown community. Mm-hmm. And if you have a brown community, can anyone join post Suntan? Like it's, it's a, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like ask yourself yeah. those questions. What yeah. is it that makes a community? Yeah. Yes, exactly. No, what is really it? And again, I'm, I don't have anything against community. I think honestly, the biggest solution to anything is grouping together like that's the whole that's honestly because it's that opposite of divide and conquer it's come together and rule like it's not even like a ooh if or but it's just mathematically it's a fantastic formula a way in which we we adopt the the terms that are just given so you know people are like ah the um the pakistani community yeah you're like who are they where are they and then they all pick these like community spokespeople and community leaders and you're like because i think it's this really funny idea that community is like this reified thing that exists and you like you like show your badge yeah come in yeah sit down and i think um, one of the best things i've seen really it sounds really silly but um university societies you just kind of join based on i like magic like (laughs) and you have like a magic sock like it's (laughs) 
it's the cute you have nothing else in common apart from you like magic you forget everything else and you go oh this is a magic sock like you know what I'm saying there was a magic sock I found that okay. really wild okay. and I've just and then I looked at that and I was just like of course a society that's what you've what, called this yourself is what you want community to be no 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 it's just a cute little template uh, of you don't have to have someone pre pre-prescribed right, right, that you have to be right, black right, and african to right. be in this thing but like, also that you can be a magician and many other things so many I mean? other things like, it doesn't it, have to be yeah it doesn't have to be the hill on which you yeah like, stake all your claims yeah to, this is to where liberation. i divide myself I want to be liberated as a magician yeah. relax yeah be liberated as as a, as, as a student yeah and in that way we'll have a much more yeah united it front. always goes back to the way they have chosen to define yeah. you likelihood is that is not the way to liberate yeah. yourself also i guess i'm wondering uh like the connection here to uh capitalism in the sense that mm. Like this creation of these categories, as much as it regulates us in all these like really violent ways, also regulates us to become markets. Like yeah, we 100%. and we we opt into those markets as well, right? Yeah. So I'm going to create this product that is aimed at, um, you know, I don't know, yeah, Asian youth in Britain, <laughs> right? And and yeah. yeah, and so like for example, BBC Asian Network, yeah, huge concept, yeah, crazy concept, yeah, it is. Um, but like that exists on a huge scale, and that's just yeah. like <laughs> I don't I don't know. Is that the, I mean that's not necessarily the best example, but in terms of like you create this market, <laughs> it's no, cute it just gets example it, it like it's like these products that are created yeah and weirdly we just sort of like consume them on the basis that it, yeah this is a for me is a shared identity <laughs> this is a shared experience and therefore i should buy this yeah. yeah and yeah i don't know i just think that's well they do that across many parallels i think it's just that thing of like if they can make money out of the way you've chosen to define yourself they will yeah, yeah like yeah, there's yeah. if someone can make a quick buck out of the fact mm. that you're part of black community or whatever mm. like black girl magic which yeah. you know say that see that mm. as you will like someone can make a quick buck out of yeah. it they're gonna leverage the crap out yeah, of exactly. it but i think and i think this does go back to the thing of like we we should be really careful i think about identity politics in in a, not to be like really cliche but i think because you know we've seen this historically happen with all marginalized people and i remember reading this really brilliant article about like um it was sort of about like uh the the rise of like gay magazines in mm. like the 80s or something and it was like uh the article was called uh, market niche, market niche. Oh yay, at last we're market niche. And it was like, and it was, and it was this idea that what happens is this conflation of yeah. like liberation and yeah. becoming market niche. Yes. And so we totally then happened. start to be like, amazing, we've got the first black model on the front of yeah. la la la. And yeah. it's like because we've just been reduced to like, yeah. If I if I see myself in this specific identity and that identity is reflected to me yeah. in an institutional or kind of powerful way, yeah. I am now free, and that's yeah. equated with my liberation. So. Yeah, I think I, I think I have to agree with you that we need to think much more, I suppose, complicatedly. I need yeah. to think of a better word of that because I always get complexly. Um, about well, yeah, just kind of just have just make it make it a point to try and discern what you think you are outside of those things. I think that's important. I, I even if it's not just like for any social liberal, even if it's just a personal project mm. to you, mm. I I do think it's really important. Yeah. And I like I it. Uh, maybe it does become specifically pertinent to the black community um, because it's a very specific experience that people experience on face value. Mm. It's one of the only ones that like, do you know what I'm saying? It's that whole thing of like, if I wanted to stop being a visible Muslim, I could take off my headscarf. Yeah. But there's no point at which you can go, I don't want to be black yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. So it becomes like, I don't know, it just becomes so much more important. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. And yeah, there's only so much really I could speak on the black experience. But again, according to my calculations, it's a thing that is, <laughs> you do, yeah, it's just, you have to ask questions. Why is it here? Who who benefits from it? And mm. I can guarantee you it's not you. Like mm. I can guarantee yeah. you it's not yeah. yourself. If yeah, and I think also like, to, to me, this just fits in with the project of like decolonizing minds, bodies, 100%. whatever. Because not only are these categories, you know, as 
as we've explored today, like rooted in in co colonial histories, but also they are part of that whole project of building nation states and boundaries that are not our own. Again, mm. you know, Pakistan, Bangladesh, India being a great example. You know, yeah. what state? At what stage <laughs> would I have ticked India? You know, not not very long ago. At what stage would I have ticked the Punjab? Do you know what I mean? Like it's not. Mm. Um, but I think also in that project of decolonizing is is also thinking about identity in ways that that kind of don't fit this secular narrative i think where and again not to make it about muslims but to make it about muslims <laughs> like i do think no, i think something that's really cool yeah <laughs> i do this a lot my, yeah. my house you know what's really like, cool yeah. about muslims yeah. like, why are you trying to throw out like fun cool. facts about muslims <laughs> you know what's sell cool it. about the ummah but no another fun thing yeah Islam. <laughs> um no but it's just that if if the premise on which you're existent, like the primary premise of your like experience is, oh, I am a being created by God. Yeah. You, you've you gone wildly outside of that, those claims to identity. Yeah. Like you're, you're not, and then the, the potential to build resistance on that basis is just because you're going, oh, I'm a being created by God. Um, it is my duty to uphold justice. Oh, yeah. That's it. And you don't have to be like, but only if you take the same box yeah, as me on the census. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have to speak the same language, Arab. Are you Arab? <laughs> like, <laughs> which is very next. 100. Um, okay. Uh, so I don't know if you have more to add, but with all the binaries that we've looked at so far, generally once we break them down uh, uh, like today we find that they're quite useless um quite violent and they're usually actually obscuring a lot of processes mm. of power and these kinds of regulations of our bodies as we've seen mm. um so to me you know today we've shown that black and white is is focusing on categorization of people at the expense of actually our liberation our resistance our struggles so safana mm. do you have any ideas on what a better way to think about this is than black and white and in fact maybe even specifically for the census what mm. would you want what would you look for on a census that wouldn't be black, white, Asian, uh, other mixed? Um, Sorry to speak on the spot. No, that's fine. <laughs> so I think about this actually quite a lot. So I've looked at different countries' censuses is a thing that I've done. Um, a lot of the countries actually don't care about the races. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's the oddest thing that's I've learned. America really cares. Yeah. America really, really cares. Um, but even the most, I would say, prejudiced countries that I've seen, like, France? the gulf oh the gulf okay. the gulf is oh, weird like if you if you if you don't have this passport you can't apply it they're yeah, very yeah, black yeah, and white yeah. about it um they yeah. even they focus much more on the um finances of their country they're much more invested in income of house mm. and how but that, that yeah. works but, and of, mm. but i'm wondering as well like maybe that kind of maybe answers our question though about like why these categories exist because this is the it thing. depends on the what on what is the most important factor what's in the, way you the motive your, yeah so the question that i always so kind of just a background story the reason i even thought about this so deeply is because i was instructed to do a kind of a deep dive into a set of data mm. and i i chose the census data and i could make such little sense of it that i actually had a little breakdown Fantastic. and then i posed just and my presentation just ended up being a bunch of questions <laughs> Literally, I was just like, here are all the questions I had about this set of data that we all use in this room. Mm. And nobody could answer the questions necessarily because it was, at what point are you white British? At what 
what generation mm. do you get to claim mm. the British bit on the end of your colour, basically. Yeah. Um, but uh, why did I start this? Um, how can we think beyond black and white? And what so, yeah. Them? So always the question that I, well, not always, but one of the, the questions, like I say, this is my sermon in front of my friends. <laughs> always <clears throat> At the end of my sermon, I always say, um, no, no. The, the question I think always to ask yourself is why do they need to know where the black people live? Mm. why do you need to know that to target them with them you can drop boxes apparently so yeah that's a little too close to home but why <laughs> why honestly that's a real good question to ask mm. and then it kind of leads you to what is the motive for needing to know the ethnicities only to this degree of specificity mm. right but anyways so if they do want to go down the route of i want to understand who lives in this country mm. um, i think a really fantastic way is just to understand what continent they come from and what language they speak mm. honestly i think that's a because there's only a f somewhat finite uh, yeah. amount of languages and a somewhat finite list of um, continents mm, that and that's an objective way to understand who I lives in your country they asked it as an open-ended question like how would you de describe yeah yourself? this is the thing and I, I think the thing that would make me ultimately very sad is that most people would, would refer back, back to, to yeah. because you've been so actively ticking yeah. them and for a lot of people yeah you? that's that's kind of the way you've understood race because the way you've understood race and ethnicity has trickled down from what you see as the very yeah, top yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and also how you addressed your entire life now a hundred schools do it yeah. hospitals do it all other kind yeah. of uh, yeah faculties that and we then it becomes see. the grounds on which you can even like apply for things it has um, become the grounds things. on which you apply for things right. it has already done right. that and um yeah so so i think this is the thing i said to you is one of the things that ultimately does make me quite sad is that we've just adopted them now there's mm. been no question and it makes me quite sad so would your call to action be boycott boycott these boxes boycott the boxes i don't know if boycott is the answer no, but, but you say not tick them like would you say just don't tick a box tick everyone tick other maybe that's mm. a way to trip the system um but because we are all other we are no. not all one thing <laughs> do you know what i'm saying no, we are all other even if you're white british you are other yeah. you didn't come well, to are you? you're not white yeah british. there's no Tell such are, yeah. yeah so um yeah, that might make white, someone sad but like it is and yeah and I, I do think take some time to understand why you're not uncomfortable with the other boxes if you so happily tick one take the time to understand why the others do not or do make you yeah. uncomfortable or comfortable i think it's a good good exercise of, of reflection honestly yeah. I, I really do yeah, and if you're proudly that. ticking arab going oh finally honestly mm. question yourself because yeah, <laughs> i know those people true. but question yourself mm. why why were you so eager to not be black african mm. why were you so eager do you know what i'm yeah, saying 100%. why why yeah. were you eager to more align yourself with a language that you learned than heritage wow. yeah i mean on that mic drop note uh <laughs> safana leaving us with some hard hitting questions thank you for coming on my podcast thank um, you thank for you having breaking me. down the binary of black and white yeah and may i forgive you any slips of tongue sorry guys um if i yeah inshallah i haven't hurt anyone with my words <laughs> inshallah, inshallah. No, yeah savannah. thank you Thank you for listening to this episode of Breaking Binaries. I hope you, like me, can take something from my guest this week. Look out for episodes fortnightly and if you enjoyed, please share with a friend or loved ones or even a nemesis. I want to thank Hussain Kasvani for making this possible and reaching out to me in the first place, as well as the whole gang of producers, Milo and Nate. 
The music you've been hearing was made by an old high school connection that came through, so shout out to Violence Jack and give him a follow at, at GetViolenceJack online. Thanks to all my guests for chatting with me every week and helping us think a little more critically and I hope humbly about our world. I do believe that the way we transform the world is transforming the way people think about it. So thank you for listening. I've been your host, Sahima Manzal Khan. Bye.